Hey, what's up, everyone? My name's Zach Olinger. In this podcast series, I talk about relationships. Now, I know, as a man, you may not want to talk about relationships. Or you may even tell me that the relationship that you're in is already pretty good. But I'm going to invite you to consider this. Could you be a little bit more fulfilled in the relationship that you have? I would like to have you consider that there may be other ways to kind of see the conflicts that are truly just unnecessary that we all experience in a different light. And if you're open to receiving or just giving me a little bit of your time, then I look forward to my guests and I inspiring you to become a man that can have more freedom, less conflict, and more pleasure in their relationships. Thanks for joining me. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on another episode of The Real Zach Olinger. Today, we have Philip Mangan on, and he's going to talk to us about the relationship with ourselves and how that's in, how that impacts our relationships with pretty much everyone else. So I'll just go ahead and turn it over to Philip, and uh, we'll just go from there. Thanks for being on. Thanks for being on, Philip. Oh, no. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you want me to start just telling a little bit about myself. Um, yeah. I'll just do a little intro for me. Uh, Currently uh, a health and wellness coach, um, big into really taking the time for yourself each and every day, um, really kind to kind of trying to harness that um, time for you so you can go out into the rest of the world as your best self. And um, I do uh, many other things on the side. I do modeling and acting is kind of my um, full-time job right now, but I'm really been transitioning into the health and wellness sector. But Health and wellness has been a big part of my journey, especially over the past probably about 10 years. And um, it's something that I've only continued to try to elevate in my life. And the, the more I continue to look at myself in, um, I guess, maybe more of a constantly kind of self-evaluating as far as like, am I on track? Am I off balance? And forming that better relationship with myself has, has come throughout the years, um, in doing so. And I do that actually through, um, just a, a lot of the, the, the habits that I have, especially a morning routine. I do journaling every morning. And I think that's kind of helped me, uh, identify how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. Is there anything that I need to focus on today to change the direction that I'm going in, you know, right now? Um, so a lot of those habits that I teach others, I've really harnessed throughout the years. And um, a big part of my coaching isn't just helping people like lose weight. It's really just to try to be their best selves to really try to regain control of their lives and be their most powerful self. And I believe when you are um, more in touch with yourself, you're able to do that. And that's why I want to talk about the relationship with yourself, because you're stuck with you. Uh, you, you can't get rid of yourself. And, uh, so why not enjoy your own company? And, uh, I think almost even recently, I've really kind of, uh, harnessed this, uh, self-love on a grander scale, you know, even though I can talk about wellness, wellness is putting, you know, the good foods in your body and taking care of yourself, you know, being active, et cetera, but also, uh, really having a good relationship with yourself is how you, you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself. And, uh, I saw, especially, uh, in the work that I do, I've seen a lot of, um, I guess, scrutinization on my own self, you know, on the, on the things that I've, I've created. So I'm very, I'm a perfectionist in many different ways. And that's, you can really get to that point where it's, you're, you wouldn't talk that way to anyone else, but you're talking that way to you and, um, I don't think that is a form of self-love. So if you think about wellness in as a whole and our relationships with people, you know, maybe I can be talking to someone and they're draining me because this is just a lot of energy going on. Well, you talking negatively to yourself is the biggest strain. You're beating yourself up. We already get, we get thrown enough punches in our daily lives. So if you are um, beating yourself up, you're literally starting that trend to carry over into everything else into your life. And um, you're not going to be able to show up um, how you want in your relationships. So I've really taken that um, and uh, that approach uh, more so recently after um, the new year started is seeing that 
the way I was operating, I needed to kind of switch it up a bit more and just channel a bit more ease towards myself. And, you know, if I want, if I want love on a grander scale, I need to be that love. So, um, you know, I can go much more in depth, but that's kind of just a bit about, um, to begin to, you know, that's how I, I think about the relationship with you. Um, it bleeds over to everything else. Yeah, I would definitely agree. That seems to be a thing that I've run into for sure through the interviews that I've had is that a lot of people, I think everybody, every single one of them have said that um, once they started to focus on how they were with themselves, when they started reflecting on who they were and like how they were being and like what was going on inside of them, that it just changed everything for them and their external relationships. You know, I think a lot of times uh, uh, we're just kind of taught or modeled that um you know, or we have this expectation that if somebody else were to change, then it would be easier for us. You know what I mean? But like that one, that one, we can't control everybody. And then secondly, like we're always the common denominator, <laughs> right. Yeah. in all of our relationships. So it makes sense. So I think it's really cool. That's, um, uh, that you bring that up and that's where you start, um, for sure. Cause I agree. It, um, it does bleed over to, to everything else, you know, like, because like you said, you know, you can't escape yourself. You're always, you're always with yourself. I can't, it just reminded me of a quote and I can't remember who said it. Um, but it's like, if you're not comfortable being by like alone with yourself, then you're in bad company. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, I, li I like that quote. I don't know. Who yeah. said it, but I, I, I completely agree. Cause I think, um, I think honestly, like when the pandemic struck, I think a lot of people were, um, were faced with facing themselves, uh, that maybe they hadn't before. Cause when the noise quiets and a big part of like my coaching is to try to harness that uh, ability inside yourself. And it's about slowing down and quieting the noise. So then you can actually open your mind and connect to yourself on a greater scale. And I think when everyone was forced to slow down, I was like, I'm good. I've already, I'm, I'm used to this, you know, this is what I pr practice. And, but I think it was really tough for a lot of people because it made them um, maybe hear um, things or see things that they hadn't seen in a while because they were distracted from, you know, and, and I think, honestly, I think a lot of relationships were either made or broken um, during those times, because it really made you have to focus on them. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it seems to be uh, something that was definitely common. I could see that too. I didn't necessarily get into like following a lot of people, but just from the energy from what I saw, either on like YouTube videos, or kind of mm -hmm. like what I saw, it's like passing social media that, yeah, either people like, dug in and then like got closer or like yeah like people's stuff came more to the surface and it was kind of like oh you know like the shadow stuff started it's like what do you what else do you do when you start to slow down you got to start looking at these things you know because that's that's the reality because otherwise like you said we're distracting ourselves and kind of smoothing it over like ignoring it and mm -hmm. not looking at it yeah so. yeah it's, it's easy to get caught up in the and the following the noise and just kind of uh i mean but i, I think it takes some work to to peel off some layers uh and but i think once you do the work and you practice it consistently then it becomes easy so i think it's it's just like it becomes the norm but it's about creating the new norm for yourself and i think it all has to start with you wanting to get real with yourself and actually i mean i personally think that uh if i'm going to live i want to get to know myself on on the greatest scale to where I can um, love myself unconditionally, no matter what, and then attract the love that I desire to me, because I am happy with who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that reminds me of thinking, um, you know, you got to love all parts of yourself, like including like things like, you know, from your past, because it's like what got you here. Because if you're if you're still disliking or hating on something of like, you know, we've all got stuff that we don't enjoy from our past things we've done, choices we've made, ways we were being that we're like, ah, like, you know, we yeah. probably do it now differently, but we know better now. Right. Oh yeah. Like, exactly. You can't, you can't hate on that because like one, that's still not self-love if you're hating because that's who you were at the time and you're just doing the best with what you knew at the time. So you still have to have compassion for that. It's that, that self-love piece. And uh, oh, I, um, I love that. Cause I actually, that that's like one of the um, Maya Angelou. Uh, she said like, if you, when you know better, you do better. And right. um, I totally try to harness that because I, I definitely caught myself uh, beating myself up over things of how I operated in the past. And I think a lot of people do, they hold on to, mm -hmm. we, we make ourselves suffer. We don't have to. 
that's the best way to put it is we have the choice not to suffer. So that's what's really holding you back from actually forming that love to yourself on that grander scale and then being able to show up in the rest of the, you know, your life with the love that you can give someone else because you're harnessing it. So we don't have to suffer. That's the, that's the thing. And for me personally, I thought, um, maybe cause I acted so mindlessly before I saw myself being, I think this is how I became so hard on myself was since I acted so mindlessly for a long time, I felt like I had making up to do. And the more mindful I got, the more I channeled that perfectionist mindset of no, like you just messed around too much. You got to try to balance that out. But I realized like that, that was where I was being too hard on myself because I was making myself self, I was punishing myself for it, like for what I did in the past. And that's not a way to live. That's not the way to grow. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. That's one of the, one of the most fun and profound lessons I picked up from like the book, uh, the four agreements, you know, he talks about, um, uh, in the book, they talk about, uh, how, you know, as humans, we punish ourselves, we judge ourselves, like, sometimes endlessly for things that we've done. And he's, he's like, think of any other animal on the planet. They're like, oh, I made a mistake. And like, that's it. Like, they learn from it, and they move on. They literally just move on. But we'll, like, totally, like, beat ourselves up as many times as we see fit, and it could be endlessly. <laughs> and so I've, I know I've totally done that. Yeah, um, I know. And we tend to focus on we, te- we tend to focus more on what's wrong than what's right. And we need to start flipping that. We need to start focusing on what we have going for us, what we know now and move forward in that direction. Because if we hold on to what's wrong, that's going to be holding us back from moving forward. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Just looking at everything as an opportunity, like uh, it's, it's, they're all lessons, they're all opportunities for growth. And like, that's, I think a good way to look at it too, because it's, it's growth. Like, how is that a negative thing? Like when you're progressing, when you're, when you're choosing to move forward, you know, in the positive direction, because yeah, looking back, we'll just, I like the other saying, I think like the past only exists if you live there. And so, yeah. And I've just, I've, I've done that a lot myself Mm -hmm. um, and learned to, to let go of it and just have that, have that personal experience of spinning my wheels and wasting a lot of time and causing a lot of unnecessary suffering just, just by doing that. And then, you know, at the same time, reflecting on the past has definitely given me like some good nuggets of things to, of like, you know, reflection, mm-hmm. but the emotional piece of like beating myself up was yeah. an unnecessary factor of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it, you got to find that, um, that balance of like not going too in depth with holding on to it and, mm-hmm. and letting it hold you back. You know, it's, and that, and that's the key to life right there is finding that kind of balance that works for you. So it doesn't put you on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, to be honest, I just think when we are, um, we're personally channeling more joy and more love into our lives, like with what we're doing, then we don't have to, t- we don't have the time to look back at the past. We are, I mean, so it's the goal is to be present and to be doing what you love right now and in, in, in the moments and being focused on that. And then you're not even worried about even the future at that time, because if you're channeling joy now, it doesn't matter when you get there to whether your goal is this or that, you're just having a good time. And, and I think that's the, the key right there is the balance is really channel the more joy. Actually, my word of the year this year was like rejoice, because I think that's what I wanted to channel is just more joy into everything I do. And my decisions, most, most of the decisions that I've made this year on like where I'm going to live or this and that, it's like, is that going to bring me joy? Am I going to buy this thing? Is this going to bring me joy? You know, is this habit that I'm going to start trying to form going to be consistently feeding me joy each and every day? Because I think that's where that's relationship with you channeling that love into you. Because if you're doing something you love and you're ha- in that happy state, then any other added happiness that comes from a relationship you know, that that's just added. Like I said, it's, it's not like I need this person out here to complete me. You're, you're good. You're, you're great by yourself. And then you're greater with someone. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that for sure. And uh, I love having the the word of the year and like it, it questioning that. I think because it, it, it to me it speaks to like intention as well. Like you're being in, in the idea of pre- being present, like um, in the in in the moment. Those three things for sure really resonate with me because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important to be intentional like uh and just being present in the moment and just being aware of kind of where you're at both with your intention in the moment and being present all of those things like just make really powerful creation you know for your life um and i think there's a lot of times uh i mean i still do it where i get like distracted or just kind of decide i'm gonna like allow myself to focus on other things and not be so so intentional and present but at least having the the awareness or the desire, the, um, like you say, the habit, uh, to, to check in with that, you know, on a consistent basis, I think is very powerful. And yeah, I think, um, just, yeah, the present in the now is like you said, when you're doing that, you don't have time for the past or the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cause now is the only thing that matters. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's like the more time. And I mean, it also is identifying what you enjoy. Uh, I think a lot of people don't take the time to um, understand themselves on a level of what they really want. I think they're, most people are going off of what uh, we've been told is going to bring us love or joy. That doesn't mean that's going to bring you love or joy. I think as a whole, um, you know, the, the, the whole society thinks that this is the, the key, but that doesn't, I see a lot of things that are, are set out there that doesn't fit with my, my, my outlook. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about taking the time to discover what you like, what you, you know, what you, what brings you joy. And that all comes from taking the time to slow down, you know, and quiet the noise, because how can you really identify it if you don't take the time to ask yourself these tough questions and look internally? Uh, I think if you said, Hey, what, what do you want? What do you really want? That's what I ask my clients. It's the first question. What do you want? What do you really want? And why do you want it? But I want you to really dive down and connect with that on a grander scale rather than just like, oh, I want to look good. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what you really want? Or what, what is the factors at play here? Because I think there's usually another level to it. Why do you want that? Mm-hmm. So when you can kind of use that to your advantages and see like what brings you joy and knowing how you gain fulfillment that's really powerful. And most people don't understand that. And that's why I think uh, they're just settling for what's being told or given to them. And then maybe down the line in their life or in their relationship, they hit this, aha, I'm not happy Mm -hmm. because they are following someone else's dream. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. That imagery, um, brought up a lot of things for me there because i love that question what do you want i don't i don't know if you've ever seen the show ozark um, uh, yeah yep. yeah so love there's it. a there's, yeah i love that show too so there's a great episode where like that's the question that's to me that's like the main question of the show like what do you want right mm-hmm. and it's like it's such a like seemingly simple question but it's really profound and i yep. struggle with that too where i'm like yeah like what is it that i'm really going for like what do i what do i really want and then i think knowing the why behind it too. And like, yeah, the, the whole driving factor behind that desire for that want is a, is a big piece, is a big piece too, for sure. Um, and I call that, you know, like, like you said, like digging, like keep asking the question, like really connect with it. And I view that as what I would call like a part of the quote unquote, the work. Right. And mm-hmm. a lot of us, like you said, it's just easier to kind of follow somebody else's path or what they tell you and that kind of stuff. Cause you had to sit down, slow down, be present with yourself and then start asking the questions and not just like at one level, like go ahead and keep, go ahead and just keep digging for a minute, Mm -hmm. you know, and then like really connect with that. That takes some self-reflection and time. And it's just, it does take some, it takes some effort. And at the same time, like the reason I think it's important, um, I know it's, I know it's easier not to do that. I get it, but it's kind of like you get, you get what you put in, right? So it's like no different than going to the gym or taking care of your fitness exactly. or your health. And so like when you're talking about the relationship to yourself and like, how, what do you want out of your life? And like, what do you want out of anything? If you're not going to put in the effort to really connect with that, then like kind of what do you expect to get, you know? So in, in, that, in that way, I'm kind of like, isn't it? 
isn't it worth it? Like, what would your yeah. life be like if you just took even a, a fraction of the time that you're not digging <laughs> to go ahead and dig in and connect with some stuff? Yeah. No, no, I love, I love what you just said. I mean, it's, it's, it's a muscle. It's, it is. You have to, you have to continuously, that's why I love wellness and, and fitness so much because you'll lose it if you stop, if you right. start eating bad, if you stop being active, you'll lose it. So it really, um, connected to me on a grander scale because it's something that takes consistent work and it it's easy for me now to do it mm-hmm. so it's just the thing is like when and i and i've been trying to really try to change the words around it's like oh this is the easier way people don't want to do it that's not the easier way how right it, right. it, it really is not the easier way because you're leading yourself down a path that is much is going to be much harder because you might not get what you want. So how is that easier? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you're not going to totally know yourself. Mm-hmm. So that isn't easier. Maybe more, more pain and suffering. is not easier, right. you know, but when you can actually can, can harness, you know, your abilities and unlock things, then it becomes easier. And I think that's the thing is we have this in our mind that it's work. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is, it is work to an extent but it's, it's a beneficial and fulfilling work. And we can't look, we have, we have to change the way we look at it because if we're looking at it as like, Oh, this is easier to just be mindless. Um, yeah. Maybe it is easier now. Is it going to be easier later when right. maybe, you know, you, who knows, like, you know, leads to a divorce or something because you're not this, or, you know, leads to a, you losing your job because you didn't know how to interact with your coworkers leads to, you know, depression. That's not easy to me. That's true. That's a, that's a great point. There's a cost to, to both sides in a way, right? I mean, like yeah. there's, just, there's just a price. There's, there's an energetic exchange on either side. There's you know, always just, a cost. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's always, there's always a, cost. a cost. Yeah. And so I really, I really like that being pointing that out. Cause it's like, yeah, if you go down the path of least resistance, it's not like it's going to be, you know, like there's, yeah, like you said, it could, you know, like all the examples you gave were, were beautiful because all that stuff could definitely happen. And the, um, the thing that, that came up to me as well was like, uh, like, you know, with habits, like, you know, it's like, what do you, what are you committed to? Right. Like, what are you committed to? And that, that connects with your why, right? Like, why are you doing this? Like, what, what, what's the drive behind it? And it's kind of like, if you look at it as like, well, I'm committed to having to just better quality of life honestly like that's what it's about like in and in that regard it is like it's no different than exercising or keeping that muscle like i want a better quality in my relationships i want a better quality of life with the people around me i want a better quality of like how i'm able to just be with myself you know mm-hmm. um because of how it how it feels or the things that i get from it you know like uh if i don't want to atrophy and i still want to be able to like walk around and like open up jars like i should you know be mobile. I shouldn't just, I shouldn't be like those guys in Wally and just sit there and eat and go around in floaty chairs, you know, like I need to put some, I need to put some effort in. Um, but yeah, just that's, that's where my commitment comes from. So I think that's a, a good thing to connect with as well as what's the commitment for the habit. And in that regard, once you find that out, then it is, it, then it just be, like you said, it becomes easier because then it's, while there's effort to be put in, like it, it actually becomes, effortless because you know why you're doing it like you have the drive like the things the the ways that you want to be like totally propel you for what you need to do you know so yeah Yeah. i I totally agree i think um i think we also need to keep uh asking ourselves the question often because it could change you know Mm -hmm. what we what we desire what we Mm -hmm. want um but i think always taking a preventative approach rather than a corrective approach is best. I always try to preach that to everyone is, uh, I mean, a lot of the habits that I, I'm trying to prevent pain and suffering. Um, so if you can take that into your, into your mind, as in this is making me good now and great later, mm-hmm. like that's a double win right there. If you're thinking like, Oh, you know, and I, and it, and it could be as simple as, one decision at a time what am i putting on my plate how am i interacting with this person and yeah maybe you're not you're not being perfect but if you can just take it as one decision at a time okay well i have another decision today and we make thousands of decisions you know all the time so by doing that and channeling the simplicity of just 
is this channeling love towards myself or is it not channeling love? And I think that's the best question you can ask yourself in almost everything you do. Is this channeling joy, love to me and trying to lead me towards what I want in a better way, becoming better, or is it not? And if we can kind of get in the habit of reminding ourselves that before we make our decisions, I think we are often, a lot of our decisions are really, we're not giving any thoughts to them because we can be easily influenced from our surroundings, especially when it comes to um, a lot of the habits we do, like whether it's what we eat, um, you know, partying, going out, um, the way we interact with our friends, it's, we're all being influenced. But often you have to ask yourself is, is this my actually, you know, what I want? Uh, so I think that's something really to try to better engage yourself with is, is being mindful of that. Um, is it your, is your decision or is it, you feel like you're being swayed? Right. Yeah. That's the other thing that came up for me too, with what you said previously is like, uh, I'm big on, you know, like people's personal like authority, you know, and like, um, choosing what's right for them. Right. And so like, yeah, getting, and that does take, you know, knowing, knowing yourself and what you want and, and what you feel is right for you. Cause that could definitely run up against, you know, your, your friends or your parents or like other people's expectations or even like the culture that you're in. Um, but only you are going to know, like what's right for you and um and yeah just i think that's a big piece of it too is like is it is it serving you right is is what is what you're doing or what your habits are are they are they serving you in the the direction that you want to go you know and i agree too that that's going to change like all the time or or Mm -hmm. fairly fairly frequently and definitely the first piece um because yeah i know i know some people may think like well it's kind of tough and it's like well if you just start like one just if you do go ahead and like just bring it into an awareness of consideration. Like, even if it's just like once a day, like, you know, yeah. you can just start, like you said, it's everything starts small. And there's another quote from a movie that I love. That's uh, big things have small beginnings. That's from like Lord, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I always go back to the analogy of a, of a kid, right? Like a babies, you know, they take, they don't know what they're doing. Like they just start crawling or they start walking and they take like one step and like, they're just smiling and cheesing and everybody around them is totally smiling and cheesing. Like nobody's criticizing that kid for taking a first step or like, they're all very happy about it. So yeah. everything starts incrementally. And I know for myself, I just there's things where I would get into that perfectionism as well. And like, think that I needed to know so much, like do so much before. And it would just stop me. It would stop me before I started, you know what I mean? But yeah, having that compassion of just like, it's okay to just one, uh, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, I think that's what most people, you know, especially even that I know I suffer from getting overwhelmed because when you, you know, you have a goal in mind, there's a lot of uh, information out there and you look how far you are away from that goal. It can be very overwhelming to um, cause you to break down and you don't even know where to start because you just are so overwhelmed and then you don't even put forth the effort. Uh, But yeah, you have to break it down in the simplest fashion that you possibly can. And what can I do today? And like, that's why I say it's a decision at a time. What can I do today to, move forward in the positive direction and every day might not be, you know, moving forward, but it's about finding that resilience as well mm-hmm. and continuing to put forth the effort because if you know you're what you want and why you want it, you're holding that in front of you on the greater scale when days are tough mm-hmm. and that's what keeps you going. And I think that's, um, and it all is in the practice, you know, and, and it's funny. It's like, I, I feel like I'll, I'll get on a lot of different podcasts and I just keep saying the same thing. It's the practice, the practice. And it's, but that's what life is. It's all, we don't, we don't just kind of learn one thing and be done. It's, right. it just opens the door to learning new things and continuing to grow into different stages of our lives. And um, it's always a practice. And if you can harness the, the practice, that's going to make you your best self and connect with yourself in the way that is going to lead towards growth, then I highly suggest doing that. For sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Just, um, 
comes down to what you want, like you said, I think. Yeah. And then, and then just committing, committing to that. And that's what keeps uh, one step in front of the other, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just like walking. I mean, it's like when we didn't know how to walk, you know, we figured it out and um, we have to look at it in that scale. And, and I think, I mean, honestly, it's really, I think the more that social media exists and, um, and different things that we see on the news, et cetera, it's, it's tough to um, not get overwhelmed and to find our our own drive and our own path because we are seeing uh, we are so connected in a way to what everyone else is doing. It makes us almost feel like we're not enough if we're not doing um, the same things and if we're incapable of doing it. And I don't know. I just think that that plays a real um, it, it makes it tougher. Like when you're a baby and you're trying to learn how to walk you're not letting that noise in. So that's why, that's why like one of the biggest things I keep saying is quieting the noise because when you can quiet the noise and and really listen to yourself, that's where you're able to build up like, you know, that confidence in yourself, I think, because you're, you have to give yourself those pep talks. Uh, It's, you know, I'm, I'm happy to coach people when I do and I am that support system from them. For them but i teach them the habits so they can show up for themselves that's the thing is i i'm their support at the beginning so they gain the confidence and then until they can start doing the habits where then they can continue to on with the lasting changes and that's that's the thing though is the noise it's it's everywhere but we have to choose to shut it off and it's a choice we have to remember that it's a choice we don't have to grab our phones in the morning we don't have to turn on the news and fill our minds with that. I, like I said, I don't, I don't touch my phone for like the first hour and a half of the day. I rarely watch the news. I, I mean, I'm informed, but I don't live by it. And I try to balance myself out through social media as if I'm, am I using this for good? Am I, or am I just mindlessly looking at what everyone else is doing? Um, so you have to continue to try to, and another key term setting boundaries mm-hmm. um, setting boundaries with those things setting boundaries with yourself that plays a, a very important role in you know the self-love because that's what's either going to feed you more self-love or it's going to lead you away from it because you can get pretty down on yourself if you let that noise in yeah no, that, that's for sure i definitely spent uh a long time um like getting getting into the noise like back uh for like four or five years and like getting deep in the news and letting all that stuff like drive me pretty pretty crazy you know like uh, back in 2008 and nine and for a few years after that and so i could totally relate to that and letting that in and letting that disturb your inner peace and and having the boundaries around that i love the fact that you have this habit you know like that you're committed to about not touching the phone for like the first hour and a half of the day just to like set you up for your day or whatever it is that your morning routine might be but you've developed that and that that's that's a healthy thing for you to do to set the tone for your day and um and then the comparison piece too like uh I, I, there's another quote i just love quotes so i can pull these things out like uh um it's the comparison is the thief of all joy right you know so it's just like that, like you said, and originally is that that relationship with yourself, like, because that's in relationship to everything we just spoke about as far as like the news and like comparison and things like that is it really just comes down to what is, what can you really control? And it's only what is inside of you and like what is, it's a very small fraction of the world that you actually have any authority over or control. And most of it is inside of you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because the, the reason I mentioned the, the news too is I, I was so focused on the external and I was really getting myself ate up on that for a while. And then once I started to let that go after a, way too long of doing it, I was like, I can't do anything about that stuff. Yep. I can only control me. And once I flipped that, once I flipped that focus, my life sto- totally started to change. Like much awesome. more peace came into my life. Like I became much more relaxed, like, which of course impacted my relationships, you know, yeah. like, yeah, that, that influenced everything. Yeah. So that, that, that spoke a lot to me when you mentioned that. Cause it's like, yeah, I've had <laughs> some pretty direct experience with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're able to flip it around. I mean, I think, I mean, I think a lot of people too, um, maybe need to hear this even more now because of 
you know, a lot of people spent a lot of time in front of the news over the past year, um, a lot of uncertainty out there and a lot of things outside of our control. And, um, you know, we're just sitting there and feeling helpless in many different ways and then getting down on ourselves. And, and that obviously is, if we're down on ourselves, we're not going to be in our relationships, you know, the way we want to be. And that, that just bleeds over to everything. So I think, um, now more than ever, it's, it's important to try to, um, you know, grab hold of those habits. And, you know, and I always say this, like what, what works for someone else might not be best for you. Like what, what's best for someone isn't best, you know, necessarily what's best for you. And I, and I think only, you know, what's best for you and you have to unlock that and you have to listen to your gut in a way. And, but you have to quiet the noise and to do that. So, quieting the noise at the beginning of the day is, is a good part of that. Cause I think you're starting it out in control. And that's what I really, um, when I work with people, I really try to get them to harness their schedule, their sleep schedule, because I think most people are just feeling out of control from everything they have on their plate, you know, so you got a family and you had a job, you feel out of control. So you're not taking care of yourself. So it, the first step would be like, Hey, let's, let's switch around your schedule. Let's try to get you in a consistent sleep pattern. And then let's find some time to where you actually can do the things that are going to fulfill you, bring you joy so that you take care of you first, and then you can go in to show up. So I think a lot of people just are out of control because of that. And the forming a schedule, you know, that re helps you regain control is probably the, the, the beginning step to, um, really, I guess, growing, that'd be the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of like, uh, like I said, uh, as I spoke about before we started the recording is, um, did a lot of support for a lot of years and that, um, started to take its toll on me having like these, mm-hmm. all these conversations, just kind of like the anxiety of before I went into the, uh, into work and like, who am I going to talk to today? What type of conversations am I going to have today? So I finally started to like meditate for like 15 or 20 minutes every morning awesome. before I went into work. And that um, changed the tone for sure. Like, I mean, I might have the same kind of conversation that I had the day before. Like if somebody's not having the, the best day or they're irritated or whatever, um, but how I was able to manage myself through that and like the energy Um if I didn't meditate, it was definitely worse. And if I was able to, then I was able to be a lot more peaceful, you know, like it didn't, it was more like water off my back rather than yeah. like penetrating into my core. So. No, it's good um, that you, you picked up on that too. Cause I think that's, that's where, I think that's where the drive comes to keep doing the habits. Cause when you, when you can experience it and be like, wow, like this alleviated some stress or pain. And then you, the next day you have to remind yourself, Hey, I felt pretty good from doing this. And especially when you don't want to do it. So at the beginning, beginning stages of a habit forming, right. you know, those things are going through your head like, Oh, I kind of want to sleep more right now. But then if you can visualize yourself, you know, afterwards of how you operated yesterday, it's like really kind of harnessing what you have in the piggy bank here of like this, this is the power that I just harnessed yesterday let me carry it over into another day and then that's just like you stack that from there so i'm glad that you kind of were able to like see that because that's that's how you self-motivate right yeah no thank you yeah it was uh it was definitely a movement away from pain so that was beneficial because it was like yeah i don't uh, i'm trying not to feel that you know like it's it's my life's a lot better and when i do this and commit to that than if i don't you know so yeah that's uh <laughs> it was definitely a, a good motivator. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, um, I guess we can go ahead and, and wrap it up. If there's anything else you wanted to mention or, or, or any other points you wanted to make, Philip? Um, not, not, nothing really um, other than, you know, just re-following, re- reiterating what I said. I guess the best way to put it is just, you know, if you, the more love you channel onto yourself, you know, and I know that's a, a term that's easily thrown around um, these days of self-love, 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 treat yourself. Um, but I looked at, I started looking at relationships as in when, when I'm around someone that, uh, you know, I'm dating, I, I treat them like, you know, they're special, they're a queen, 
you know, like this is a, this is an important person in my life. If you're not giving yourself that same treatment back, then there's something off there because you should be treating yourself just that way as if you're dating yourself. And I think that's what really the harnessing the self-love, like think about the way you talk to that person, think about the things that you would do for that person. If you're not willing to do them for you, then there's some, there, there's something that you need to fill and you need to fill in that gap and find that, you know, that ability to do them for yourself, because that's the true love is when you can love yourself on that grander scale. Um, not just saying like, Hey, yeah, you deserve it. That's the thing is we, we deserve, you know, someone said this and I'm sure it gets thrown around. as like, happiness is my birthright. It's like, we all deserve this, this greater happiness and we need to treat ourselves like we are worthy of it all because we all are. If we, if we weren't in existence right now, we, we're here for a reason, you know, whether you, whether you think it or not. So it's like, you know, it's a miracle in itself. Then treat yourself like you're a miracle because you are. So that's that, that in my opinion is, is true self-love and that when you can harness that, that's, that's going to just elevate your, your relationships that you actually um, get involved with in, in the future. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It, it reminds me of uh, um, like the saying, like um, you can't give what you don't have. Right. So yeah. if you don't have it within yourself, like if you feel that you want to do that for somebody else, like, um, but you can't give it to yourself, then it's probably it's not really authentic. Like yeah. you're, you're giving something other than what you think you're giving, you know, yeah. like your intentions are probably in the right place, but at mm -hmm. the same time, like there's still, like you said, that gap, there's that, that void. And I just know I've, I've operated from that place before. Um, and it feels, it feels different once you have fulfilled yourself. And like yeah. you said earlier in the conversation, you don't need that other person, you know, to mm -hmm. make you happy. It's not an external thing at all. Like you're choosing because that's what you, you want to, augment your life that way but you don't need it you know like it's not like uh like oh you're you're filling me up like because you can do that to yourself like you can fill yourself up and then you can share that you can share what you the love that you have for yourself you can share that with somebody else yeah no yeah. I, I i totally agree i think um you gotta make sure your cup is full first before yes. you um before you are able to give some some out of your cup and yeah. uh, and i always I always think about that too. And a lot of the things I do and, you know, obviously I'm interacting a lot with people, um, you know, with trying to grow my business and I always ask myself, am I, am I in a, in a state to give the love away right now? And, and it's really the constant checking in. It's like, if I'm not feeling that love to, to spread it, then I need to reevaluate why, why I'm not feeling that way and, and try to flip it in, in, in a different direction. But I've been really, really conscious of that as in, is my cup full right now? Can I give someone, give some out of it and, and still feel the same way that I, you know, feel right now. And, uh, the more that I harness that, the more it kind of guides me in what I need to do next to keep being able to fill that cup up because it can, you can, you can give a lot of yourself, to, you know, people constantly, but if you're not going back and, and channeling that, that giving back into yourself, it's going to empty out and it's, you're going to burn yourself out and then it really will become inauthentic. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely love that. Um, that you got to keep it. It's a cycle. You got to keep filling it back up. Replenish. Yeah. You got to replenish. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I literally, I write it in my journal every day. I write like word of the day. And I remember when I came across that one, the replenish the, and I started writing about that and it was just, and maybe think about, um, the interactions we have with everyone. And it can be very draining. Is it, the thing is a lot of the times when I do the things that I enjoy doing with interacting with people, it's either one or two things. It's either lifting me up or it's draining me. And it's like, if it's draining me, it's more so probably because I'm not full enough to handle it, you know, in, in like to, to deflect whatever it is. Usually like getting on here and talking to you or, you know, someone else on a conversation that fills my cup up, you know, overflows it, which is awesome. But if you're not going into it in, in at least that something in there, you know, to give, you have to be like really, really, I guess you have to be like, just take, take a step back and see if, if you're ready to step into this and give at least something, be able to give something without feeling worn down 
to the point where, you know, you're not giving the right way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the self-care. <laughs> I mean, it, it really, it, it honestly, it's the starting point of any relationship. So that's why, like, when I, when I knew that you wanted to talk about relationships, it, it, that's the one thing, like I hadn't, I haven't been in a, in a long-term relationship in like six years and it's been out of choice mainly. And a lot of, uh, a lot of times when I do connect with someone, it is great and I'm connecting in a way, but then, you know, if, if it's not all the way there and I see, you know, I'm, I'm learning through even, even if these relationships are short-term based that I've, you know, just brief interactions, it's allowed me to see where I need to work on myself more because I'm not going into these relationships in the way that, you know, cause if I'm, if I go into a relationship with someone and I'm not at my best self um, and I'm not completely aware of that, there's a good chance I might just settle just because this person's providing me this thing right now that I'm not giving myself. And then, then that kind of will cause problems. Cause I think in the past I've done that. So I've been really much more aware of, if I'm going to invest my time and energy into someone, uh, is it uh, aligned with where where I'm trying to go right now in the way that, um, as in wanting to fill my cup up on a grander scale, because I don't I don't need it full. I, I it can overflow it if it, if it wants, but I don't need to like fill this part of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the um, I like the awareness piece and the intentional piece of that, and just kind of being, um, it's just kind of this is self responsibility, right? Like where you're just taking, like you're just taking that responsibility for yourself around that, and um, um, yeah, I just love, I love the 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 word management comes up, but like it is, it is kind of like you're managing your own your own energy around it, and like what you're looking to get, and like. Um, how you're showing up like so it's just to me it's an awareness piece um that uh i find to be respectful on both ends right like you're not looking to like get into something and just kind of be like yeah. you know oh like hey like so <laughs> no i i I, no, I i totally agree i think it's it's honestly when you can be more aware with you know your actions and yourself you save the other person from potential pain and i think that's that's a big part of like uh, growth right there is if you're not um, if you're not being able to step up in a way where I, I would call it manning up and I would use that term as in, you know, you're basically leading someone else on because you're not in touch with who you are. That that's, that's something that I, I really don't want to do to anyone. And I think when you can harness your awareness, it's easier to see that. And, and, and you're causing someone else, you're leaving, you're alleviating yourself from having future pain and you're leaving, alleviating that person. So you should, uh, it's kind of empowering to a certain way because you think like, well, like this was my choice and, you know, I, I, I stood up for, you know, the, maybe it wasn't the, the thing I desired most at the time, but like, I think this is the best solution for moving forward in the future. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely had a, there's one relationship I can think of for sure, where it was kind of like, yeah, I entered into it. And um, like, I didn't, it wasn't a super long relationship. And then it was kind of like, looking back, I'm like, I see why I entered into it. It was kind of like, all right, well, that was a pattern, you know, it's like, there was this awareness piece. And I kind of was aware of it going into it, but I still let it happen. And then like, as I'm in it, I'm like, yeah let that happen and so like you know just like you said just to save people from um yeah just just of just doing our own self-awareness and i yeah shadow type of work and that kind of a thing where we're looking yeah, at the know. pieces of us that yeah we're looking to refine you know yeah i don't know i mean time is precious energy is precious and uh, i think the more you can save yourself that and then save others that it's uh that's true compassion right there because uh, you're you're not, I mean, yeah, you should be, you know, compassion, compassionate towards yourself, but when you are in that way, then you start becoming more compassionate to others and thinking about their feelings. And I was able to really, um, get in touch with that. Um, after my last relationship, you know, uh, my long-term one, I really started really identifying that stuff. It's like, you know, how do I want to show up for someone 
And sometimes showing up for someone is telling them that you can't show up for them and being completely vulnerable and honest. That's true. Yeah. Cause that takes a, uh, that takes a big piece as well. Just being vulnerable, you know, cause that's, um, yeah. that's very, well, it's just in the very nature of the word, right. It p- puts you out there to be, um, you know, like, uh, there's, there's the element of risk of pain for sure. Um, and just yeah. like how people are going to perceive you or, or judge you on that or what they'll say or how they'll treat that. Um, yeah. and so I think that that's where, vulnerability is actually a measure of strength because it takes a lot of courage, uh, to mm-hmm. do that. And, um, and yeah, just, uh, yeah, I just like that. I just like that piece. I like to see when guys allow themselves to be vulnerable because I think a lot of us don't for the most part, mm-hmm. or at least we have an aversion to it. Um, and, uh, I learned, uh, I was, you know, fairly early on in college when I was dating my she wasn't my fiance at the time that became my wife, uh, who's not my ex-wife. Um, but there was, we had broken up during college and gotten back together. And I remember that time I was like, you know, I feel really vulnerable, like sharing the space and like telling you like how I feel, like wh- what happened and like why I want to like get back together. And she confided in me that she felt vulnerable. So it was the two of us in that space being like, Hey, we both, we're both feeling the same thing, but because we did that, like, that allowed us to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, we're, we're both in the same space. Like we're kind of raw with this and like vulnerable, mm-hmm. like we can, there's a risk on both sides. Um, yeah. Love that. yeah, but it took, uh, it took the courage to do that. And I just, yeah, if any guys listening out there, regardless of whatever situation it is, especially in partnerships, like if there's a time to be vulnerable, like, and you feel vulnerable, you should just, just take it. It is no better person to be vulnerable with than your intimate partner regardless of the outcome because it's authentic you know what i mean like yeah so i mean i i i think you said it right like once you can be vulnerable it opens someone else up too so it you know when when you show your raw self someone someone else is usually attracted to doing the same thing because they see that you got on that level so the more that we can open ourselves up in that, the more we're going to create that space where it becomes more normal to share those things, because those are the being vulnerable with, especially your partner and what you're, when I was doing, um, I think it was a couple months ago when I had like a therapy session with my therapist and she was like, you know, have conversations about the conversations. And it was like another layer, like how did that conversation make you feel? How did that person make you feel when they said that? then you tell them that and it's like you're you're going down into another layer because you know you don't know like if i was interacting with you right now i don't know you don't know how i'm going to take that and maybe i took took this in a way well we need to bring that up Mm -hmm. because that's how you become more connected to your partner that's how you become more connected to anyone like you you know your personal relationships your family etc so it all starts with peeling off those layers and kind of like being willing because when you think about it your most vulnerable self is really your most powerful self because you are being true to it and mm-hmm. the more i mean i think i said this earlier it's like i want to fully live mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't i don't want to be i don't want to be numb to to half of the things and i think that's uh a lot of what people are doing right now is they're they're just numb to it and then um uh, maybe somewhere down the line that's when they realize that this something's off. So like the, the closer you can get to the feeling now, then you unlock more feelings. And then you're actually like, wow, this is, this isn't scary anymore. It's actually very powerful and it's uh, freeing. That's the best way to put it is when you get it off your chest. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's, it's very liberating to feel because um, yeah, those, those feelings and emotions definitely carry weight um and so like i agree that digging or just like keep going like i like the idea of conversations about conversations because that's exactly true i remember in october um i was massively triggered you know and i knew when it happened like it wasn't the person who triggered me like i was like okay it's not them like this is totally within me and i spent four days journaling like and kept asking myself like what am i making this thing mean and then i would ask what am i making this thing mean i probably filled up like almost 19 pages in a journal, like about like, what am I making this thing mean? And then all of a sudden when I do it, when I got to the bottom of it, I was like, 
oh my God, like I'm, I'm doing this. And I was like, I had this realization. I was like, oh, it's not just this relationship I've done this in. I've done it in that relationship and that relationship and that relationship. And that's why it showed up that way. And that's why I felt that way. But I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, these, these multiple like meta layers, like there's just so much stuff that can sit that we just create these structures. And that was, that was very heavy, you know, like I was, that was like to be triggered like that was had so much emotional energy in it that I hadn't felt like that in years and years. And once I got through that, like, I I don't think I'll have to deal with that ever again, you know? And like, that's, that's like a whole, that feels great, man. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's, it's like I said, the freeing part of it, it's uh, a weight lifted off your shoulders and you just, um, and you can just be, you can allow yourself let more in that's the best way to put it is when you let when you let those emotions out those powerful emotions of like being vulnerable you can let so much more in and that's that's the beauty that's where you get that love you're letting that love in that you couldn't before because you were holding back and that's what i've learned is i'm i want to let the tears out i want to let the you know all the thoughts out because it's like feels good to get it out and then it feels good letting the, the better stuff in that you didn't you couldn't let in before Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's true. If you could do that within a, within a partnership and have it be like respected and like do it together, like that's a real form of intimacy, you know, yeah. allowing people to see each other that way. Um, and it's okay. one of the things I can't think of anything that's really more intimate when you can be yeah. vulnerable and see each other in your vulnerability and like, you know, work with that and, um, and not have it, you know, be judged. Cause it's just, it's, we're all processing our own stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just kind of seeing it for what it is and allowing it to be and not taking things personally, which is all, I mean, it sounds, it sounds good. And it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge in and of itself, but like, as you said, like, where does, if you're coming from that place of love, then like, that's what you'll be kind of inspired to do. Um, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, to me, I think it creates a tighter, a oh, tighter 100%. bond. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Right? Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, that's, that's what I desire. And like a partner is like, I want, I want to be like, not holding back. I want to be raw. And I want to, um, if there's an issue, like, I want to get it out there. And then like, cause that's going to make it stronger, you know, like rather than bottling it up and then, you know, it coming out at some point. Cause I think when you're not letting it out, you're you're being resistant and you're holding this kind of thing in like in a almost a grudge way so so this thing is nagging you it's gonna affect your relationship so might as well put it out there and then um if you have someone that's aligned and wanting to do that it's becomes amazing and you know that's i think that's the beauty of connection with relationships is uh there's people out there that want to do that and but you have to be willing to, to do it yourself. Right. Yeah. That's where it starts, right? Yeah. We gotta, yeah. we gotta be willing to do that ourselves. And then yeah. Yeah, if you can find somebody else to do it with, it's just yeah. that, that much more. Yeah. The more you practice, yeah. The more you practice it yourself and just, you know, getting in touch with yourself and putting your, you know, every day. And like, when you go into that relationship, it's going to be easier for you to do it. So if you want to take the steps to getting into a relationship like that, it all starts with, with doing it for you. Yeah. I absolutely hundred percent agree for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, uh, I enjoyed uh, talking about this. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, for the sake of time, we might go ahead and wrap it up. Do you have a, you have a place where people can find you or locate you or a website uh, or anything or. Yeah. 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 I, uh, philip is uh, my website with my coaching stuff on it. Uh, my Instagram is uh, philipanthonymangan.com. I do a lot of um, videos and, you know, informative posts on there um, with wellness related, self-love related. And um, and I also offer a free 30-minute coaching call on my website. So you can book a call um, and uh, offer a free ebook on how to build a healthy morning routine. So you can uh, just download that, submit your email address, download it, and um, shows you kind of how I structured mine. And honestly, I... I I always go back to the morning routine as the foundation, setting your tone for your day is, is the, one of the most important things you can do. And then you see how you set the tone for your day, even at the nighttime, like with your, your sleep routine. So it's a, uh, it goes from the sleep routine to the, 
morning routine. And, um, and it's really just about harnessing that, that love and, uh, for yourself and because you deserve, you deserve quality sleep. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I couldn't agree more that, the, that those two routines are, are definitely key for, uh, for setting the tone of things. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. That's really cool that you provide that. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> sure. Well, thanks again for being on Philip and really, really, truly appreciate it, man. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. The knockout punch for this interview is going to be a little bit different as circumstances are such that I'm unable to record a video at the moment. From this interview, we saw, as we've seen in a lot of other interviews, that our relationship to, with ourselves is of primary importance. Getting clear on what we want and doing inner reflection so we can know ourselves better so that we can show up better for others in all of our relationships is obviously paramount work. All right, that's the knockout punch for today. Thanks for joining. All right, that wraps up today's episode of The Real Zach Olinger. Thanks again for listening. If you happen to find this episode insightful or valuable, I invite you to pass it along to somebody else because chances are, if you found it valuable, they will too. If you're on Instagram, you can find me at The Real Zach Olinger. Until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening.